Welcome to another episode of Rise, Grind, Repeat. I'm Dustin Trout, and today we talked to Austin Denworth. Met him at a former agency, and we both kind of went out and started doing our own thing. So really just get into what type of services he's going to be offering, um, kind of what differentiates him from everyone else, and, and really just getting to know another agency in the local um, Arizona um, area. And so good conversation. Both kind of go over our game plans on how we're going to grow, and so lots of good tidbits on, on our overall game plan some things that we're going to bring to the market here in 2019. Um, so appreciate tuning in. I feel like uh, Arizona is just kind of like ripe for the picking. Not a lot of digital marketing agencies out here that can really do it right. They can do both SEO, SEM, um, yeah. web design, like everything. Just getting the real full package, or at least they claim to be. Yeah. Now it seems like there's a there's a lot of agencies out there that will do it but in terms of like the behind the scenes and connecting all the dots and integrating it all together I think there's still a huge opportunity and doing it a bit better um but uh I, yeah so what all sort of like now that I mean we had a conversation when you were still working um with Reister like what and it was kind of gonna be doing SEM SEO but now that you're kind of the fire's lit under you and you gotta go what all like services are you guys gonna be offering or yeah, no, we're pretty much doing everything. Got a whole team of freelancers and everything. Obviously, I can't put them on my payroll <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys, you know, I don't offer dental. <laughs> but <laughs> so I got a... expensive once you do that. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I got a team of freelancers, um, also personal friends, and even including my brother. Right now, he's like the director of marketing over at Canterbury. So the rugby company who does all the jerseys and everything globally. Nice. Um, so are you going to be doing video production and all that too? Or, yep. or, nice. Video production, uh, photography, e-commerce. We're going to do web design because I actually, before I did a lot of the same work, I was doing websites on the side mm -hmm. for people. So I build them out too. Uh, UX, UI design, mobile apps. I actually launched a couple of apps on my own back nice. in college doing some what competitions. Uh, one was called Dibs. Formerly Rumigo, but then that name was having like an issue with another guy out in like Minnesota <laughs> who's never gonna do anything with it. I'm just like, just give me the name. <laughs> Wouldn't do it. So I call it Dibs. It was like a roommate finder app. Um, basically, connected you almost like Tinder swiping and matched you just based on really simple what qualifications. Uh, roommate oh, finder. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Is it, are you still running with it? Are you still doing stuff with it? Um, I, it's kind of the back burner for now just cause I ran out of funding. Gotcha. So just trying to get past the first version, <laughs> which is only beta. No, that's, that's cool to do. Other people get to, I guess, rate, like basically you put a profile on there and then if you guys live together, you guys can kind of rate each other. And then as life goes on, people nah, have profiles or nothing like that. I didn't want anybody to be able to rate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. <laughs> like lawsuits, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jimmy said I was a <laughs> No, I didn't want to do that. Deal with that. Just stick with stars. No, like, no, like, written nope. stuff. No stars on that thing. It just gave you, like, however many matches you can within a specified area. So if I, it was mostly for colleges where I was launching first. So within, like, a hundred mile radius of that college, Everybody's looking for a place to live, so you just based on simple criteria like where you want to live, what's your budget, mm -hmm. you know, male, female, and 
type of personality and like not a whole lot of questions it's almost like a simple one two three yeah and then you can pick through your matches almost like tender you just swipe yeah no that's like, cool they look weird they look weird yeah because <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah no that's sweet because i mean you're putting people together that have a price point in which they have to stay within so that makes it quicker and people that are looking for roommates and then are you are do people have the opportunity to fill out like a description about yourself like mm-hmm. hi i'm gary and i love water sports like <laughs> so then whenever people are swiping they can get an idea of the types of things that people are into right and also like you know tap on them or it'll show all their information but mostly it was automatic just pull from your facebook profile because that's, that's what cool. you logged yeah. in with so just kind of automatically generated you know who you are and that's even better because it's it, it prevents people from filling out fake profiles i mean if the whole point is to try and get you with a roommate that is in line with what you like doing and stuff like that yeah I'll by time to facebook it, it you can't fake it you can fake it on facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are the other problems like fake profile is always an issue with like any of those apps you know yeah. spots and stuff but yeah because I, I mean I, I assume that you can make filters to where like to join you have to have at least 500 friends or something or be able you post x amount of times a week or basically try and put filters in to determine hey you look like a bot you can't join i'm sure there there's a way to do that definitely just never got that far <laughs> yeah 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 so what are um i guess from a service standpoint what are some services that you would foresee maybe needing help with because like i i'm all for working together and it's like if you can do this really well but you need help with this like if you can do the photography but need video or whatever it may be is there anything that yeah definitely i know something i like is podcasting never done this before (laughs) (laughs) so i don't even know what to say but i mean um uh like i know ppc huge deal like we work together all of us on that we know how important it is and how people are still so clueless about it there's still a lot of opportunity there also search engine optimization um just being able to rank organically Mm -hmm. also rank number one and paid to be able to really merge the two in order to really just dominate the first page of Google. It's ultimately what everybody wants. Web mm-hmm. design is also really important. Page speed is something I really pitch to people. Yeah. Everybody, at least any reputable business by now should have a website. If they don't, great, I'll build you one for like a pretty good amount of money to get you started. Yeah. Or otherwise, I win a lot of business by just making it faster on mobile. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, the page speed, especially if you have their analytics, I mean, it's it's... Hey, you're loading that seven seconds and running the numbers on what Google sees uh, the drop in conversion rate for every second. It's like you're missing. Like once you show how much opportunity they're missing, then it kind of makes that sale pretty easy. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have twenty thousand more dollars revenue a month by da 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 doing this? Right. Cool. Here's a price of ten grand, yeah, fifteen grand. If you, if you show someone like it's taking seven seconds, like yeah, it's seven seconds, nothing. But if you like. All right, this is seven seconds. Yeah, that's actually that's actually good because it's you'll talk to people and it's like seven seconds doesn't seem like that yeah. that much, but it's like because it's oh only seven right. seconds. But once you're like, okay, let's do a timer. Let's go on your phone and would you wait this long if uh, yeah? If, no, I just challenge them like, hey, go buy a few products on your own website. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how people don't do. Uh, uh, like QAing or anything like that, where it's like, oh, I didn't even know that you can't check out. Like, I'm not getting sales. <laughs> oh, well, you keep getting an error every time you try and enter in your credit card information or something. It's, it's amazing how many people don't know what 
how their own house is built pretty much right yeah oh yeah i mean this um only worked one time for me to actually get a call back for business but anytime like i see an error on somebody's website i'm using like i'm actually buying something checking mm-hmm. out or whatever um i remember it was it was it wasn't bass pro but it was like a competitor cabela's or something yeah. like that i yeah i think it was like sportsman something i don't know i can't remember because they ended up being in the business, yeah. but interested enough to give me a call back. But I saw an error on their page, and I filled out their little support thing or whatever. Really? I'm like, hey, just so you know, like this is broken, this is broken, this sucks, I can't check out. <laughs> so, here's my name, number, this is what I do. You know, give me a call if you want this fixed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's smart. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit. Um, like the that native advertising platform that we found, the Stack Adapt, and then uh, LinkedIn. I want to test, like literally going out and doing stuff like that where it's like as we're out doing things in the day-to-day and find like hey i did this this search for horrible products and you came up like you're spending money like literally take screenshots and stuff like that but um with stag adapt and um, a few other platforms you can target companies specifically so it'd be great to take those errors and then literally use that as creative and target that company (laughs) and employ like did you know you're showing up for this and literally pay to show people what they're doing maybe incorrectly or what opportunity they can be doing better but right. that's something i'm going to try and do i mean we're we're going to try and get search launched by the end of the week and then it's going to be continuing to build upon what we're doing but getting the foundation of search going and then cooler things like that and how we can actually execute and communicate on that but shame them into business yeah i mean well once you can show i mean it goes back to sales everyone's been like, in sales once anyone you, online can see this we're just showing you yeah yeah i mean it goes back to sales and the only thing is sales we're, is we're your only true friend here like we're telling you like it is exactly you got something on your face yeah he's a spin who's been hanging there for five years now <laughs> And then you can position it as, look, look at how we targeted you. Imagine how we can do for your business. I mean, if we can target you and spend money to show your own mistake, think what we can do to highlight your own products. Um, But it goes back into, like, sales. Everyone's done sales um, here where once you show the pain point, it's easier to get to that sale because you're showing them the value of the opportunity that you can bring. So it's it to me, it would probably go a lot further than just saying, we're an agent, like, marketing agency. Like, people don't know they need you until you show them that, they need you. <laughs> right, you gotta create a need. It goes yeah, back exactly. to the um, whole Wolf of Wall Street thing, I'm gonna steal this from him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, sell me this pen. Uh-huh. It's a whole supply and demand. So you don't know that they need that pen until he asks the question like, you know, hey, write down your name for me. He's like, well, I don't have a pen. Well, you know, here you go. I'll sell it to you for a dollar. Yep. So yep. Once you can bring value and then it I mean the rest it sets up the conversation to then show or highlight what else you do but no I think that's that's super smart and taking real life applications and hey this is what you're doing wrong and because that's that's the quickest way to get someone on the phone and show them how they're losing money and that's mm-hmm. yep. yeah it's, it's amazing once you type to someone's bottom line I mean same with not getting someone on the phone but uh even like testing things like once you once you're running with a client and start testing a few things and show the data and the ROI and like look at how much we're impacting your bottom line it's amazing how how much more you can get done in terms of testing and how they'll actually respond and get on the phone and yeah it's all in the data once you can show how you're impacting someone's bottom line oh yeah it's always amazing too like um how many business owners don't even know what their ROI is their bottom line their total costs are like 
their close rate, anything, like just going through these basic like business metrics with them and just uh, getting that data and also be able to track it mm-hmm. to get a return on their investment through like Google Ads or analytics or whatever else we're yeah. doing for them. Like they need to know like what is your customer lifetime value? Yeah. What's your close rate? Like if you're only closing 10% of the business I'm bringing you, things right. you won't expect, yeah. yeah. Even before that, like how do you get your customers? <laughs> like uh, we put an ad out somewhere yeah, it was like a billboard like over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are expensive too. Oh, yeah. But I, to your point, I think that there's more of an opportunity on the analytics and measurement side than there is on the actual let us run your Facebooks. I think more and more people are figuring it. I mean, it's not super hard to, to run them, but I mean, it's time intensive if you do it correctly. But I mean, it's getting easier and easier, especially as like Google, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to get website visit and like run you through the setup so that you can set it up. But it's, I think more and more people are now driving traffic. It's now, what is the traffic doing and how is it translating into sales? And I think that the tracking to the, the bottom line or the revenue is where there's so much opportunity because it's yeah, more and more people are just spending money digitally, but then it's hear more and more of the question of like, where's, what, yeah. what's it doing? Everybody knows they need it. Not everybody knows, you know, what's doing for them, so... Mm-hmm. Right, everybody don't want to go through it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, setting it up, I mean, it's a, it's a well, lot... Even of... I don't want to go through it sometimes. I'm like, I'm just like, there's like mountains and mountains oh, yeah. of data. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's even just connecting all the different data sources together, I mean, it just, it takes time on your end to even set it up, but even more so on the business owner's side to like, I need this login, I need these credentials, but it's time they don't even know where those are and <laughs> let alone have the time to even dig them up. And it's like, it's even just, I mean, getting the okay, let's do it is only like 10% of the battle. The rest is actually executing and getting it done. Yeah, no kidding. They're executing, uh, setting the right expectations. Obviously in the beginning is the best way to avoid a lot of those yep. shortcomings. But um, like you said earlier, like the importance of the data and to be able to show them exactly like what they're getting out of it. Even taking it a step further, it's just making sure that they have, I mean, they have good data in the first place because a lot of people are operating off of bad data. Mm-hmm. I want you to take over something that another agency ran. I'm like, well, it didn't work the last five times. I don't think it's going to work this time. <laughs> so I, I like to usually start from scratch. It's typically what I do. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny because it's my brother-in-law. He just moved here and we're kind of going through that. He's learning the Facebook platform and Google and all that. And it's like... He was trying to look at what someone else did, and he goes, it seems like it'd be easier just to start from scratch. I'm like, yeah, sometimes it's, one, you're trying to figure out what the setup is even like, but then it's like, more so you have to try and figure out what the person was thinking and what they're trying to achieve, so it's just like, why not just start from scratch? Yeah, no, honestly, it's not like you're losing any more money. Yeah. You're losing money yeah. by keeping it going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there's always that pushback of like the historical data and all that, and it's it's... Yeah, yeah, but then I push back. Like, yeah. but it's bad historical data. Yeah. I mean, for example, so it's historically bad. History will repeat itself. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> history repeats itself. <laughs> um, talking about the bad data, I mean, how many accounts have you worked on in the last couple months where conversion rate looks awesome, but once you go to the conversions, the, yeah, the URL yeah. in which that conversion pixel is firing, it's like on the home page, and it's like no. Your conversion rate is fifty percent, but it's because everyone that gets to your homepage is considered a conversion. Or it's bad something data. automatic set up by like analytics or something. So, actually, right. what was the one that we went through? It was 
it was the Shopify one where it looked like there was all this revenue being driven, but it's because someone's checking in on their, like, if you purchase on Shopify, um, and then go to the confirmation to check your order, um, if you leave and come back, the tag fires again, so now when you're checking your order, the revenue is there, so all of a sudden it looks like you have, like, a thousand dollars in revenue on a twenty dollar product because they came back like a hundred times. times. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. why did they just set the tag on the complete confirmation? Like it's, after it's crazy purchase. to me that Shopify that has that. Like, but Shopify almost like doesn't yeah. allow it. Like ha- like you can't manipulate the URLs or something. Like we tried mm. to figure out a workaround, but there was there. Like yeah, I can't remember what it was, but literally like Shopify doesn't allow for like a yeah. different URL or. Because, I mean, I know I've, I've done this once before where I just place the, uh, on the button click on the final purchase where it's yeah. like complete order, you know, that way I know. But, of course, you do run the risk of a glitch or something yeah. multiple person it. But I feel like that might be a little more accurate, especially, like, if you can't get to the final page. But I use a lot of WooCommerce, too. How do you like that? Because everything that we've done with Shopify so far. I love Shopify. I mean, it makes it so much easier on our end. Yeah. Because WooCommerce, you have to, like, actually set it up and everything, even though they do have, like, carts and everything for you. Like, our system's already in place, like a template. But, um, the problem is, like, you still have to, like, they have to still go and get a, uh, like, an inventory tracking software yeah. in order to be able to, like, really see what's being sold and whatnot and be able to keep but track. But that's even done on WordPress, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I mean, kind of, sort of. Gotcha. What, what other... I guess it can probably, probably go on any CMS then, right? Yeah, because WooCommerce is free. That's the reason why a lot of my clients like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, but, you know, you may have to pay for other stuff down the road. Like, you, yeah. I mean, Shopify, they charge a pretty good amount of money. The only difference I see with them is, like, the analytics, the insights, the... Everything's right there on one page. Like, the, yeah. tracking all the inventory, like, what you have. They do a really good job of that, keeping it organized, but... I guess that's what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. The can be, I mean, time, time is money. So if you can spend X amount less time a month trying to organize all that, that pays for, you know, the, the subscription. Right. Yeah. If you can find ways to like kind of use WooCommerce and then I also like will build like a, just a custom checkout. That way they don't have to use PayPal or anything like that. I just put yeah. credit card information that way they get, you know, hundred percent of the profit. We're not having a good percentage because uh, Shopify now also charges a percentage of your sales. Oh, really? On top of the monthly subscription that you're yeah. paying. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently. Is that new? I think so. Like, I heard it like a month ago. Really? I'm like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially, I mean, e-commerce is just getting bigger and bigger. I mean, it's... I mean, even whenever you look at those fees and everything like that, I mean, you could compare it to having a storage facility and having to store everything, like basically having a storefront that's a lot more expensive than the, what is it, 20, 30, 40 bucks a month. And right. I think that's what it is. 30, 40 bucks a month for Shopify. Yeah. Everything's moving online. I mean, soon we won't need humans to do a lot of stuff. I mean, I think they should bring back the uh, drone delivery idea. I like that. <laughs> I, I did too. You could be a, you could be a, um, a flight person. Pilot. <laughs> yeah, he just got a drone. We've been using it a little bit, but uh, yeah, he's oh no, he's obsessed with his drone. He got the whole uh, what's it called, the Maverick DB something, yeah, the, yeah. DGI, yeah, yeah, he loves that thing. We got some great shots. We're trying to do like a like a promo video for ourselves right now, too, to put on the website. It's kind of like a parallax in the background, 
Nice. Yeah, that's literally what we're finishing up on right now is uh, um, kind of like just a sales video of like this is who we are, what we do type thing. Yeah. U- using that, been having fun with the drone. It's cool. It does this one uh, like scene thing where you have it you have it in front of like so basically use it to where we were standing and then it had it in front of us and then it go, flies up and backwards and then scans and does a 360 and what it does is the scene it looks like you're all um there and then it, it goes up into the sky but then it forms like a sphere and it looks like the world so it's like you're all just standing there and then it goes out and then forms a the world it's pretty cool nice. pretty cool gonna use some, you can use it for uh <laughs> Some creative. <laughs> oh yeah, we used it was actually really fire. A couple of good stories of using the drone because uh, my brother smuggled it into uh, London when we went over there. Yeah, nice. And we <laughs> flew it over Buckingham Palace, and then we got in trouble with the, uh, you know, the <laughs> whatever their police again. are yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, constables. The constables, and they have a nickname for them. I can't remember that? all the Patty Sir or something. Is <laughs> <laughs> really the one where they had the big hats? Um, he didn't have a hat though. I was really disappointed. The one where they, or is that Canada? No. Yeah, you're thinking of like the Queen's Guard, yeah. Yeah, where you can do whatever and they just stand there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I saw no. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but. <laughs> you can try, man. But... <laughs> yeah, they yell back at you now. I saw him yell at some little kid and everything. Really? It was great. So yeah. I thought they couldn't say or do anything. I thought they just had to stand there. No, I just kill us on the railing. That's the rumor they put out. <laughs> so that when someone tries some shit, they just go at you. Here's a bayonet. Exactly. Just a little check. Dumb American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chose no. On we you. kept filming it too. You know, the cop came up and everything. So I'm just sitting there like, mm, filming That's it. Like, it's not ours. <laughs> I'm playing with that car. So I don't know where it went. That's what he no, was doing. We just played like the dumb American car. You're like, oh, we didn't know we couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why every country hates America. <laughs> Pretty much. He was he was, he just got back house. from the Philippines and was doing that, flying it, and oh, they're nice. basically yelling at him. Yeah, we they're took it through. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, really? oh, people people loved it. Like we took it to the eye and everything when people were in the the Ferris wheel. Yeah. And we went right up to them in the Ferris wheel and they were like waving at it. We're watching people on it. They, That's they were funny. loving it. Yeah, That's had a great. Crowd. We just realized we had to do it like miles off from like where anybody can like yeah. detain us. <laughs> That's the key is just finding a hiding spot that eh, they yeah. can't see. Best place though was definitely yeah. Ireland. <laughs> Going yeah. through the castles and everything because some are blocked off. Can't really get to them, but you can fly to them. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, nobody's out there. Nobody cares. So. <laughs> Dude, you get espionage, you'll never be able to come home. <laughs> I'll probably already flag. They're just you know. <laughs> So are you, is there any particular service that you're trying to push more than the others? Like, I mean, you obviously have a ton of experience on the, the paid side of thing. Do you do a lot of Facebook ads as well, or is it just primarily the Google? Yeah, no, I do a lot of Facebook, uh, Facebook ads, <laughs> Instagram too and everything. Um, I use my brother a lot to create like the really cool 3D images and mm-hmm. what does he do? all the stuff. So he does all the graphic design work, uh, video production, uh, motion graphics, like all that nice. good stuff. All the creative stuff. Yeah, because originally that's how he started out, and then you end up coming like the director or the marketing and stuff just yeah. because... Uh, now a decision maker instead of the... Yeah, now he's wearing like five hats and everything, uh, doing all of it because they're a little understaffed. <laughs> Run lean. How much do they pay anymore? Oh, not much more? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, how oh, would you partner with me and let's go make some real money? <laughs> nice. Are you guys doing anything from a mar- marketing standpoint? You guys launching anything, or is it a lot of ground and pound and just... 
a lot of it's just, you know, word of mouth right now, just keeping busy because we're still, like, trying to complete the website and get everything mm-hmm. going. It's a fun process. Yeah. <laughs> it's never done, but, I mean, just enough yeah. to get a launch out there. We're trying, I'm trying to use that as, like, a, a staple to mm-hmm. selling other people website and design just because, like, if you look at our website, it's going to be really fast, function really mm-hmm. well, just going to be seamless and beautiful. So I'm just trying to use that as an example. Be like, hey, you know, look at our site. We can build this or something better. Yeah. Then it's easier to sell a site whenever you have something to show someone. It's tough to, hey, buy these pair of shoes for me, but I don't even own a pair of shoes type thing. Like, yeah. It just Right. Just... And how many times do we, like, pitch clients or, you know, business owners be like, hey, you know, your website's your online salesman. Right. Yeah. You go to the website and it looks terrible. Nobody's going to, everybody's going to think you're... You know, you're going to sell their card information to Russia. <laughs> like, I'm not going to buy it I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's another another thing. That it's like you have all these cool ways to target and drive relevant traffic, but there's so little focus on the website side of things that it's like, dude, like literally it's your, your a 24-7 customer service, sales, everything. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how people don't put a focus on it when it's, Obviously, everyone can probably agree that more and more people are leaning more towards technology and and all that. Plus, it's, I mean, we've done a podcast on it, but like all the different um, pixels that you can place. You, I mean, you can literally once you drive them to your website, you can follow them around wherever they go in the world with all the different pixels and retargeting and all that. And it's like now you have a way to communicate with them at any given time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it's really funny. I like to take other people's examples too and stuff like who are doing marketing even for me uh like i was just looking up competitions yes yesterday you know other mm-hmm. agencies and things like that like google ad specialist things i kind of seeing what they're trying to offer yeah and then as soon as i went to the guy's website i clicked on his ad because i'm a dick and i wanted to cost some money <laughs> the competition whatever <laughs> doggy dog world <laughs> It was actually by accident, but <laughs> uh, Google will eventually pick it up and give them credit back if you yeah, do it too much. Yeah, sure, they'll pick it up. I don't know if you can hear my air quotes like through the microphone. But <laughs> no, but yeah, Google will charge you if they can, unless you like bring it up to them. But no, it's funny. As soon as I went to his website and everything, I bounced off. I'm like, it was just a really one-page thing that was was it built just for mobile so even though i was on a desktop the whole thing was just one long strip oh really so even on a desktop it was just a yeah so literally thinking mobile first mobile only (laughs) yeah mobile only like literally that is that was it but how many different agencies did you find are are you looking just in arizona or like the southwest region or this part of the united like the left part of the united Um, states or national Mostly California right now, New York. I'm looking at the bigger agencies and kind of what they're doing. I'm trying to really position like our agency as going for you know bigger business mm-hmm. stuff, being able to like do everything, kind yeah. of be full service, and then really try to compete at that level because I know at least digitally, maybe not traditionally, but digitally, we definitely have the upper hand because working for a lot of these big agencies and everything, um, I know what they're lacking. Mm-hmm. And I know what we do really well in. And it's definitely something that we can capitalize on with a lot of these big companies. I'm like, yeah, you can keep your other agency, you know, keep letting them do your your postcards or whatever. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your door yeah. hangers and stuff and everything, but let me handle all your digital. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. with everything being 
going too digital. It's the, all the big agencies, the, the big companies are going to work with the big agencies, the ones that have been around for a while, and the ones that are been around for a while are typically stuck on the traditional. And I, I don't know if it's more just because that's where margins are. It takes more work to make less money digitally, but I think you can create a model, a performance-based model to where you, you can circumvent those margins but i think yeah i don't know it seems like all the big agencies i mean i've worked at a few and it's it seems like just the big agencies that are working with the big companies are stuck in that traditional mentality yeah they're definitely trying to go digital Mm-hmm. you know by like hiring people like you and me and everything but um usually have a really hard time adapting so kind of like taking it from like darwinism mm-hmm. might be wrong on this but <laughs> Yeah, don't Google it. Don't fact check me. <laughs> Just let me make it up. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the, um, you know, the strongest who survive. It's not necessarily, like, physically the strongest, but it's the one who's most adaptable to change. Mm-hmm. So I always preach this with all my clients, everybody I talk to. I'm like, you have to have the ability to change and change quickly because the entire digital space is moving so fast. Mm-hmm. Technology is moving like crazy. Businesses are popping up all over the place. Everybody's inspired. Thanks to like Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's an entrepreneur now. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. And with that, I mean, with things that change so quickly like that, I mean, every single day, it then takes a lot of thinking and thinking through to then update the process internally to make or to keep up with those changes. And I think that right there is where, for example, like. It's crazy how many times we'll have all these keywords and then it gets sent to copywriters who then don't write for search specifically. And then it's just, I don't know, the communication between the different departments. And like, obviously whenever you're writing a search ad, there are things that you want in there. Like what call to action do you want them to do? The big thing is having the theme of that ad group or the keywords that you're going after within the ad copy. I mean, there's just a lot of things that you need to know on the back end that isn't taught or, or, I guess brought down in the agency overall and it's like there's just a huge disconnect which then takes time which then can't get things to market as fast which then you can't mm-hmm. keep up with that day-to-day change or that constant change it's almost like overwhelming and right. let's keep doing it how we've been doing it <laughs> which is why like for bigger agencies you know some of the old school guys who are running these you know they're really old i mean old they're like in their 70s <laughs> but <laughs> you know i run these big agencies but the problem is they're not they don't want to learn this stuff. Yep. They, they don't care. They just want to you know, hire somebody like you and me to try and take it over for them, you know, and get the job done. But obviously, like you said, communication falls through the cracks because everybody else is on a different page. You're just kind of off in no man's land. But honestly, that's why I think like agencies like us are really going to take over here in like the next five to 10 years, maybe even sooner. Cause I know at least for Arizona, like we could easily dominate the state and digital since there's just a lack of, uh, knowledge here. That's why I've been kind of focusing more on California, New York, because those guys know what they're doing. They do it really well, but they're all a bunch of young mm-hmm. agencies. As in, I don't mean like young, like everybody's like 18 years old. Like, um, it's just young thinking. Yeah. So it's like new generation, new way of thinking. How do we market for the digital age, the new age that we're in now? Not what we did and what has worked in the past, but taking risk and testing for the future. Um, So I think, honestly, like younger CEOs, like, you know, you and me, 
mm-hmm. in our agencies and what we're doing are actually really going to prove to be more beneficial since we're, they're getting the same level of expertise all the way from the top down. Yeah. And I think that's where there's a huge barrier right now is is there are younger agencies, people that are younger that run the digital stuff that if you get in a room with a CEO or an executive team of a company that's doing a couple billion a year, it's just, oh, you're too young, you don't know what you're doing. And then I think it is a matter of just a, a growing up in a five, five-year window to where all of a sudden the... The people that are running these that have learned from the bigger traditional agencies on where there's opportunity to do better, now they're out doing their own. Now it's just a matter of just growing up and then learning the business side of things. And that's that's been the hardest thing or the the, the biggest struggle in launching this isn't so much the talking and, and doing it. It's been the how do I price it out and then invoicing and accounting and, and running the business side of things. And that's... As as the the young agencies grow up, it'll eventually get to where yeah they'll they'll be in the spotlight because it's, it's yeah they're the older agencies are just hiring people, but it's at the same time um, they don't know how the platforms work or how to execute, so it's like they just speak to it, but then don't know how to communicate based off of how to actually leverage or use the the platforms, and so it's a big thing of just people leaving, starting their own, and now it's just yeah it'll be cool because it's was in a meeting yesterday and, and one of the decks was um, print spend versus social media spend and still 2018 it's still social media is just under print it's projected to change this next year but it absolutely amazes me that there's still more money being spent on print advertising than than social media marketing especially whenever you take into account like like we've done some postcard stuff where it's literally two three dollars <laughs> to send out one postcard and I'm like Dude, for an extra $2, you can reach a 1,000 people on a social media feed that's actually engaged going through it rather than sending this $3 postcard. Away right away. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, right. <laughs> Those mailers. I mean, yeah. I mean, but... I, Even when you get the mailer, like, what's the first thing I do? I go on my phone. You see what? Exactly. And I look for them on Google, right. and I'm like, I'm going to call them now and get this deal. Like, thanks for the, you know, coupon and everything. All you're doing is just kind of selling yourself short. <laughs> you could like, save that money and just put it on Google or it would have gone anyway. Yeah. Because, like, I know, too, we did, we or worked with one where they wanted a, like, official invitation thing where it was going to be in an envelope. Like, how many envelope things, like, I don't look at them, really. I'll just look at who it's from, like, nope, don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't open it to see what's in it. Right. Like, if I don't if I don't know the company or it doesn't look like something I want to read in it. Yeah, it's not worth <laughs> not worth the paper cut. It gets, or if I feel something hard in there, like a fake uh, credit card. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't want a new one. Yeah. Well, I mean, even take the the aspect of what, what you're doing, like most people don't sit down and enjoy going through their mail. So it's like, why, why try and reach someone when they're not in their happy place? Most people like seeing what their friends and family are doing on social media. So why not reallocate that money to social when they're actually consuming and in a happy mind frame, more inclined to actually buy or purchase than true. Not like it depends on their graphic too. Cause I had a weird, interesting client with a retirement home. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in that case, it worked great. Like, yeah. I actually sent it to the old people. I'm like, all right, everybody who's getting a social security check within this radius, we're going to mail to. <laughs> <laughs> See that? Yeah, that's and smart. Then, I mean, that's really looking yeah. at the demographics of who they're the audience that you're trying to reach and right. knowing how they consume. But um, Majority, though, went to digital, though, because, you know, who's putting their parents in the homes? 
Yeah, exactly. Your parents are just like, yeah. I need to get in here now. Yeah, most of them don't really want to go, so I was also <laughs> targeting uh, the younger generation, like who's going to be putting their parents like yeah. in the home. It's a little yep. sad. I swear to God, if I ever have kids and they try to put me in a home. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that whole industry is going to be completely changed by the time we get to that age, just because technology is going to be a little bit better, and I don't know, just people aren't going to want to stay in a home, so it's going to be... I don't know. There's gonna be ways that we're gonna be able to travel and do a bunch of active things somehow. Or even just uh, robot helpers. <laughs> yeah. Is it? I think it's out now. The one. Um, oh yeah, the Roomba. <laughs> not Roomba. No. I the, love that thing. The the. Is it the Roomba? Is it the IT? They have the dog. Oh, call someone one. else. Oh, I've seen yeah. those. They have a, a new, I don't know if it's new, but a different one now that. When I saw the video, it was coming out in like the next six months, like to sell, and it can open doors and stuff, and like grab things. So there, the article's talking like it's probably going to be mostly businesses that would ever get this because it's so expensive right now, but like it literally have that right now. <laughs> yeah. Where you could have that thing do stuff for you if you could afford it. And man, we're gonna be able to do so many like cooler things once it happens. Like for like everyone's worried about like oh it's gonna take jobs, but it's like for example going through monthly reporting. My God, it takes. There's one client that we have that it literally takes. I mean, a good forty yeah. hours to go through everything, and all it is is going through and and okay this minus this. This is how much traffic increased. I mean, just going through it, and it's like. Artificial intelligence can quickly do that. I can't wait till it's, it's to that point so I can take those 40 hours and instead of pulling data, go, how can we use the insights and the data to then adjust our strategy and do better? Right. It won't lose any jobs. In fact, it'll create them because even though exactly. you have the software, you still need somebody who exactly. understands it. <laughs> and, and I love saying this because, I, I mean, it's everyone talks about, well, it's going to take jobs, but it's like... The industrial revolution, it's not like there are less jobs now after we automated making shoes and, and assembling things. All it does is creates more opportunity to mass produce, which then you can start your own company or whatever it may be. Like the cost of creating is now cheaper, so now more people can actually become business owners and da-da-da. But it's, it, I don't know, people always look at the negative side of things and it's, it's crazy because it's, you don't know what jobs aren't even created from artificial intelligence because we're not there. And it's like, sure, we may lose a million jobs, but we're going to get three million. And the million that we're losing is probably a $15, $20 an hour job where all these that are created are $20, $30 an hour jobs. So it's like, just creates more opportunity. Right, kind of raise the center cost. Yeah. Or, I mean, uh, at least the, um, that's what I'm thinking of. Like elevate us. Yeah, as, as a society. As a society. Yeah. yeah, rather than everybody work at a coal mine yeah <laughs> i mean the biggest argument is well they don't know how to do it blah blah blah. but it's it's not like anything like the well, internet you need teachers exactly right? exactly well, school, so, in school i mean i guess they're in school like how much of a money maker those guys are yeah oh my god yeah. i can't wait to see how that industry changes because it's like i mean education is still it, it's super powerful i mean you need to have but the way in which like how much you have to pay and it's like someone just speaking information to you when it's like YouTube and everything like that like on well, some of them too like I had a teacher who pretty much just took what was sent to him from the book company yeah and then like copy paste yeah yeah not even, dude no <laughs> I like him cool guy but 
did PowerPoints. So it was like, don't need to know this one. Don't need to know this one. He didn't even like cut the one. Like that's, that's, that's not even, that's not even teaching. Took it. He's like, all right, you're going to need to know this one. Don't need to know this one. Don't need to know this one. This is not even <laughs> teaching. And so, I mean, like, I mean, right. these guys are probably tired of hearing it, but it's like, um, I, I built an entire sprinkler system at my house using YouTube. And it's like, once you start oh, yeah. doing stuff like that, it's like, wait, why do I need to pay $40,000 to learn this stuff when I can learn it? I, I don't know. I'm just interested, interested to see how the whole education system is going to change because it's not as ROI positive as it used to be just because more people have degrees, but it's right. education is still big, and I think it's just a different way in which it's delivered or whatever it may be, but I'm yeah. excited to see how I it is. It, well, I mean, it's, it's definitely changed... I mean, it at least started to be between either some places just being free or like, uh, like Harvard and I think it's Harvard and MIT and stuff where they like you could take the course and get a certificate that you did. Yeah. Now, I mean, you have to pay like a hundred bucks or something like to get that certificate. Um, but yeah. you could take stuff there. Whereas before, like it was like a big hassle. No one knew what really went on. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how many times have you guys heard, got a degree, but I'm not even doing something that's in line with that? So at that point, it's like, you just paid a bunch of money just to have a piece of paper that said you could get through four years of it, which, right. I mean, that's ultimately what it is. It's cool, you didn't give up in four years, but it's like, I think there's, right. there's a better way that, the goal is to make people smarter so that they can do bigger and better things to make more money, and I think how it's carried out now isn't achieving that. I mean, it's just... Well, or even making it easier to like switch between things where it's like, well, I'm doing this now because I'm three years in and I'm not spending another like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, my education like wasn't definitely wasn't cheap. And uh, I feel none like is, none is. Yeah, everything I've really learned to really propel me into this business now that I'm starting is all been self-taught. Like I went on YouTube, I learned from people, I looked up everything I could, I read books for once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Audiobooks, that's the way yeah, to go. Yeah. No, I uh, doing all that. So I mean like um everything you can learn online and teach yourself and that's uh, my favorite alternative to education is trial by fire. So anybody I work with now, like if you know, uh mentored a couple of interns and like that, I'm like, here you go, do it. I wanna see you uh that's try to figure it out on your own for yeah. like the first like at least day or so and mm -hmm. just see how they do and then when they're like kind of crying in the corner you're like i don't understand <laughs> you know then i come in with the tools and like actually you know help them along the way yeah. and stuff but they learn so much just trying to figure it out on their own and mm -hmm. like just barely do any hand holding and really just letting them do the research and just give them the tools where to find the information like don't just tell them what to do i think it's a lot of issues too with yeah. uh, agencies nowadays they're hiring people and telling them what to do rather than you know hiring smart people who already know what they're doing and then just let them do what they know how to do best yeah and then uh, in order to get people who have that experience of doers rather than just somebody who thinks they know what they're doing who's actually done it that experience goes so much further than just somebody who is in school like I like when we were working you know at our last job we went through how many thousands thousands of accounts hmm. and clients who spend millions of dollars like you know just going through all these 
you know, different people and every one of them was completely different. <laughs> so crazy. Some were like just off the wall crazy, like what people were trying to do mm-hmm. and trying to make it work. And now we feel like we're prepared for anything so yeah. we can handle any business. Yeah. No, as, as much as, or as many people that talk down upon it, it's like, I, the biggest, the greatest thing that I've gone through is working at Ravana because it's like, there's nothing better than sending out that blanket approval and they just approve other than changing budgets. But that's how I learned. I was like, cool, I got approval. You're not getting on the phone. We'll just do this retargeting and do this. And I mean, just <laughs> learning by trial and error. Um, but also the, the, the selling aspect that, I mean, it's funny looking back. Let's see, I started working there in 2010, no, 12. But yeah, um, I mean, the economy was just barely getting a little bit better, but trying to cold call and sell digital advertising was tough, but it, how you persistence and how to identify problems and bring solutions and yeah it's I I I liked uh well now I look back and like Ravana a lot but <laughs> at I the time it's like God man there's other things we're gonna talk about <laughs> it yeah. could be like the most wonderful place on earth you know they just need to change a few things yeah but the uh, what you learn there is honestly like the golden ticket that's what oh. you really take from that place you know like i said it was trial by fire and nobody <laughs> trained us <laughs> nobody did it nobody told us what to do so we just kind of got in there and you got your hands dirty and look what happened look where we it's are now sad with <laughs> yeah like, yeah i'm like who do i sit with like the Obviously, like in general, you just sit with a few people. I remember doing that, and I'm like, all right. I remember I sat with you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it. I did, and I learned a few things from you. See, like, you have to get lucky, though, you know. Find a few good people. Yeah. So, we got to wrap up here soon, but um, one thing I always like to hear is, like, talk to more and more people in the marketing industry talk to creative talk to analytics and all this everyone has their own thing that it's like if everyone just did this everyone would just be that much better at what their the performance would be that much better whether it's how you retarget how you do like what is the one thing that you come across all the time that's just like ah do this whether it is actually doing like rlsa that no one ever does or if it's tracking like what is the one thing that you, you see in in your audits that's like dude world come on do this um it's more like a less technical thing and more of like a general idea as into like out to every business owner out there and every client who's possibly going to hire an agency like us um just keep an open mind and be patient Mm -hmm. because you know data it takes time to actually collect and to get some real insights but when people tend to jump the gun or like want an answer right away it tends to fail before it ever like really gets off the ground. Yeah, no, I love that because it's always, especially whenever you work with someone new, that is new and digital from a business, it's always like the third day in. Why am I not making a million dollars? Or yeah, it's why the, am I not making money? Sure, we have all this. Nothing's this happened. yeah, we have all this data, but it still takes time. One, it's like it takes to get two weeks to get enough data back to get an idea of what is actually working. Then you start trimming off the fat and optimizing, and it's like. Yeah, it, it, it takes a good, if you're just starting out, a good month, two months to get enough data, optimize, and start to where you're like yep. breaking even. Um, and plus, if you're working with a new agency, you're learning them, they're learning you, so it's a brand new relationship. So it's, it's a lot of learning each other and initial findings of what your audience is doing that first month, and it's almost like expect 
zero ROI, zero return because it's it's <laughs> learning. I mean, education costs money. It's it's yeah, it's learning. And what, but once right. you start learning and have that patience and go, okay, well, this is how we can do better. You get closer to finding that ROI, and then eventually, month two, three, four, you find it, and then you start growing it and scaling it, and it's having that patience. Exactly. And then, um, I guess from a answering your other question from a technical standpoint, I wish everybody would, like at least in our industry, like implement conversion tracking immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Do it correctly. That way it just makes that conversation so much easier when it sells itself. When you know what you're doing and it's actually bringing in some good conversions, you can show that you're growing, that you're starting mm-hmm. from day one, not that, oh, we got... X amount of clicks and impressions and everything I'm like alright well you know the billboard got X amount of eyeballs on it you know? <laughs> so it's like kind of uh-huh. telling the same story just, we just need to not tell the same story that's been told for generations now like yeah. we need to tell a new story this is how many eyeballs you got but more so this is how many eyeballs that turned into sales or having more yep. conversation around someone's bottom line and revenue rather than here's how many eyeballs you got Yep. Yeah, there's so many people looked at it. But once you get this installed on your website, we can tell you how many you actually bought from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. I just roll it in my packages. I'm like, it's a it's a must-have. Yeah. I'm like, I won't even work with you if you're not going to let me track anything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it makes sense. Bake it in, and then it's... Uh, we talked about this. Like, bake it in, and then if they already have it set up, give them a discount, and it's... it's Makes it look better because it's a discount. Um, but yeah, bake it in that way. It's because that's not upcharging someone and like why yeah. pay more. You'll just yeah. help you down the road have an yeah. easier conversation yeah. when you show them like it's on just the yeah, not wasting anyone's time because you're gonna just have more meaning full conversations rather than yeah, just like, you, you got a thousand sales? clicks. Here's cool. your sales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much easier to have that conversation. Exactly. Sweet man. Well, do you have do you have a URL at all or do you have a domain? Yeah, no, it's um, definitely trying to do a hard launch by like next week mm-hmm. to get fully up and running. But you can still visit it now. It's just a splash page. Uh, you can still contact me off of it. It's uh, wodigital.com. So W-O-A digital, which stands for Work of Art, Digital Marketing, nice, Graphic nice. Design. It's nice. the full name. I like it. Yeah, because cool. we treat every, uh, you know, every campaign as a work of art. I like it. We only create masterpieces. <laughs> no, I like I'm still it coming up with more slogans, so I'm like trying to see which one sounds better. This is a perfect opportunity yeah. to kind of say it, hear it. Yeah, um, here, take a vote. Let me know which one you like. <laughs> any 